Period Podcast Network is hosting its first virtual fundraiser. Join us this February 17th, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our shows include Comedy Girl Crush, Tinseltown Tea, Comadrezi Comics, Girl Boner, Elaine's Cooking, and yes, a stripper podcast. Join us for performances, comedy, giveaways, and so much more. Get your tickets on periodpodcastnetwork.com. Tinseltown Tea episode huh? 100. 100. 100. 100. Oh, that's crazy. 100 times we have come together and done this. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. Oh my wow. gosh. Can't and, even imagine. Yeah. And thank y'all for coming along for the ride. Right. Day one. Shout out to y'all. Mm-hmm. And if you're new here, uh, welcome. This is the podcast where Corey and I basically uplift black and brown creatives in the industry mm-hmm. we were just talking about this earlier but the whole reason we started this was because quite frankly we did not hear ourselves or see ourselves in the podcasting space talking about uh writers and television writers and creators mm-hmm. so that's why Corey came to me and was like let's do this and we did period really? okay come on! <laughs> and that's bars for you girls <laughs> But as y'all know, we go through a would you rather, a no better, do better, where we try and, you know, drop gems on you and stuff. We have the news segment and then we have a main segment. Of course, y'all be reading the descriptions. We got an mm-hmm. interview for you today. Duh. And then, of course, we have niggas you should know. So um, before we get into the no better, do better, we have to let you know we have a wonderful uh, screenwriter with us today. Yes. Erica Easthurk, correct? Eastrich. Eastrich. Help me, Lord. You asked me before. I did. And, and I, I fucked it up again. Up. Again. Yeah. Dang, I am okay. known for that. I'm going to remember that. I'm Number remember one that. name, fucker upper. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I was listening to a previous episode and you were doing the same thing. Yeah. So it's on yeah. brands. I love it. So I feel honored. And congratulations on 100 episodes. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's cool. Yes. Well, we're honored to have you here. Mm-hmm. And your yeah, accolades absolutely. go well before you. Mm-hmm. Like, before you even got into the industry, you were cussing out these white men over at the Fortune 5 100 companies because they needed to be gathered. Okay. Giving Olivia Pope. Uh, it's for giving. Silicon Valley. You love that. Yes. Definitely a per my last email type of bitch. <laughs> you love that. Definitely. I love that. And then it's forwarded too. So you see that I actually sent it to your ass. And I might have copied some other people. Well, <laughs> you, see, you see who's on this email. No BCC, a CC. You're going to CC. Who I see you done sold something. Yes. Woo! Woo! Doing it, baby. We're gonna get into it. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> just chill. Patience is a virtue. Come Patience on. Patience is a virtue. <laughs> All right. So yes. let's get into our would you rather yes. to start us off. Would you rather Ooh. talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader? <laughs> <laughs> Both are things that you have to do. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather do? Wow. Oh, Start with Erica. Yes. Yeah, real easy. It would be Yoda. Because I, I feel like I love the fake deep. I love to just like let just some say some shit and let people ponder like, what? Huh? Um, because the heavy breathing just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> I, I cannot stand the heavy breathing. Because yeah. also, like, I think 
uh, Batman does that too. Like mm-hmm. it's oh, that, yeah. like oh, wait, <laughs> it's his suit. Yeah, it doesn't seem ventilated. It's not ventilated, yeah. weighing you down. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's not very attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, so I yeah. rather do the fake deep. <laughs> okay, fake deep Yoda. That with the high pitched voice with the actual yeah, voice yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he possesses. <laughs> Writer, you say? Yeah, I would do all that. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, I could make it sexy. Okay. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's all about being sexy. Right. That's all it comes down to yes. is sex appeal. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. What about you, Judith? What you know, doing? when I was younger, I used to breathe heavy. And I didn't even know it. It'd be like mm-hmm. middle school. And it didn't help that, you know, I was one of the chubbier girls my whole life. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Just stick with that. Just be breathing heavy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It didn't bother me. So <laughs> I was just like... I can't hear it, so it's just gonna be that for y'all. I can't right, hear it. So, right, <laughs> right. As long as you can't hear right, it, I'm, hey, like, I'm breathing. Period. Here I am. You I'm terrified? Not. That's even better. Keep away from me. <laughs> Move around there. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> all of my business, anyway. True. You can hear me too close. Okay. <laughs> Why are you hearing all my breathing for? Back up off me. Six feet. <laughs> what is this yes double down i love that love that um i think i would do yoda too Mm. um for the sole reason for what you said the whole i want people to be like hmm (laughs) wait she ain't saying nothing like i think that's hilarious quoting you for instagram i think that's hilarious i love people who are like always talking in circles and like damn what (laughs) that's a bar that shit deep And then when you walk away, you're like, huh? wait a minute. <laughs> like, wait that's minute. just pure comedy. And I just love pure comedy. Yeah. And I think I would enjoy that quite that a bit. That would be hilarious. I would love to see you walk away and be like, wait. Yeah. She didn't say shit. That's great. Could you imagine Yoda on, like, the witness stand and just not saying anything? Just <laughs> like, sir, <laughs> like, answer the question. <laughs> like, All I asked was, what's your name? <laughs> name you say <laughs> I was like oh it is <laughs> just all fresh. get off my ass get off the stand <laughs> go you ain't you see shit <laughs> get on my nerves <laughs> that's hilarious to me yeah that would be amazing that would be dope alright awesome. alright good would you rather go that's a good one yeah, yeah. that was great alright well now we're going into our no better do better and since mm-hmm. we have an amazing guest who's in the mm-hmm. industry doing big things mm-hmm. we're going to pass it on to her what is mm-hmm. your no better do better some advice for upcoming writers Mm -hmm. to you know keep their eyes open or what they need to know right now um yeah I feel like and this is something I've been learning a lot recently too is just balance Mm -hmm. finding that balance between like your career and also just having a life because I think a big part of this is just about the journey yeah it takes years sometimes I think everyone wants it to be like you know I want to write something and it sells or Mm -hmm. like I get staffed and stuff and you know it just starts moving but it's really a lot a lot more time and energy needs yeah. to be put into it and mm-hmm. you can stress yourself out and burn out really quickly even right. just doing your own like passion projects or just trying to break in or get the next job or even if you're in development so like having that time to just go outside mm-hmm. walk your dog or if you have a hobby it's if you're in LA hiking's a good thing or just yep. I would go to the beach and watch the sunset a lot but that also is just like a good way to just be in the real world mm-hmm. and see things differently that could inspire you inspire your writing if you are like stuck um you know writer's block or a mental block or something um mm-hmm. and then you're just going to be writing 
based off of your experiences and your real life. Mm-hmm. And people want that. So you have to live that life. Yeah. So you have to find that balance between your writing and your career and also just having a social life, having friends, because you don't want to like blink and be like, all right, like 10 years have passed. Hello, 10 years has <laughs> just passed for me. And but it's just like I'm, I'm doing all this writing stuff, but my life, you know, outside of that has suffered. So finding balance would be like my number one thing. It's just going to make your mental health so much better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ashe, I'm in. My drop. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go on. Try yes. to <laughs> We don't need Yoda voice to get this deep. Right. <laughs> right. I'm coming with the fake deep all day, baby. No, no that was that actually was deep. 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 Okay. Deep. Okay. Deep. okay. As black folks say. <laughs> when we double down on our words, it's okay. real. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm sure you guys can relate as well, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. That. Absolutely. Absolutely. The balance is key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. Because you could just go through life and then you just work and work and work. I'm trying to get rich. I'm trying to get rich. Okay. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And then yep. you just look up and you're like, well, damn. Yeah. It's I haven't, real. I haven't lived my life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's easy, especially living in LA, I think, to mm-hmm. be wrapped up in that work, work, oh, yeah. work. Yeah. Hustle, hustle. I don't care if I get hustle an hour of sleep culture. Yeah. a week. Yeah. yeah. That's not okay, friends. Yeah. Um, you know, because y'all no. are on the grind. Mm-hmm. You know, you're chasing the bag, chasing yeah. the paper. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't understand, like, these are great, like, prestigious jobs, television writer, mm-hmm. actor, whatever it is, but it's a gig to gig economy. So you get paid for what you sell, what Mm -hmm. you write. It's Mm -hmm. not like a, you know, nine to five for Mm -hmm. other, some industries they have that, whether if you're the agencies or I work or work in the podcasting industry. So maybe there are some opportunities that way, but a lot of it is gig to gig. And so Mm -hmm. it's hard to get away from that hustle and grind. Cause you're like, okay, I need to get my next job to get my bills. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, but you need, you need both. You know, right? Absolutely, so. and also if you can get away from LA, it's mm. great too. Because when I like go back home, North Carolina, I'm reminded that like there is a world outside of just mm. LA, yes. which can feel like very staged. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, and also it just reminds you of just like, oh, this is how like people are living day to day. So you can use that for your writing, or it's just like you know, you cannot be distracted because sometimes mm. it's just so much of just this LA getting drinks, networking and all mm-hmm. that, all going home and just, yeah, just having your peaceful time to mm-hmm. just like focus and recenter mm-hmm. is great or go anywhere. Just get out of LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be my second thing. Get out of LA. <laughs> I second that being yeah. from the South. Yeah. Mm. Live a more simple life. <laughs> yes. Yes. Honey. Live a more simple life. Go home to my mom's house. Yes. Have some pie. Have some Ooh. sweet tea. Oh. Not iced tea. Mm. Sweet, sweet tea. tea. I haven't had sweet, sweet tea in a long time. <laughs> Woo, some sweet so tea. good. Not gold peak sweet tea. No, 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 no. Mm. Real made mm-hmm. sweet tea. And you know, everyone's chilling. Oh. They're like, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I gotta do this. this, this. Like, right. Ripping and running. Yeah. Like, just like, go get some, you know, some barbecue <laughs> yeah, and just chill. Have a good yeah. time. We're good here. And I always have a great time. Right. That's so, awesome. yes. yes. Just gems dropped all around. Truly. Is the, is the lesson today. Yes. <laughs> it's going to take everything for me not to get sweet tea after this. <laughs> Fine, that's why I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's hard to get sweet tea over it here. Is. It you is. have to make it. I think people over here think that sweet tea and iced tea are the same. Yeah. No, ma'am. No. Mm-mm. It's very annoying. Mm-hmm. Very sad. <laughs> no. Oh, big yikes. Anyways. Yes, yes. Thank you for that, Erica. Yes. We enjoyed that. I'm sure someone will be blessed by mm-hmm. that. <laughs> 
Um, going into our news segment, Let's like go. Judah said at the top, we're only doing two stories mm-hmm. this week. We always get our news from Shadow and Act. Yes. Because we only talk about black folks. Period. And brown folks. Mm-hmm. And what they do in the industry because there's enough people covering the white folks. I mean. To be honest. Yeah. So, first story. I know y'all been seeing the Color Purple musical. Okay. Film. Okay. Once Shadow and Act loads. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, we have some stars mm-hmm. that are going to be in mm-hmm. this. Um, the last one I saw was Taraji. She got casted, I think, as Suge. Yeah. yeah. As Suge Avery, one yeah. of my fave characters. Really dope. We have uh, Danielle Brooks. Oh, yes. We have Haley Bailey. Oh. I always have to stop so I can say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Haley Bailey. Come on. Haley Bailey. Haley Bailey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have Coleman <laughs> Domingo. Oh, what a mm, legend. Yes. Truly. We have, uh, I already said Danielle Brooks. We have Fantasia. Come on. Mm. Who I believe is playing Seely. Seely. That's the big sang, deal. Sang. I love me some Fantasia. I don't know about Ooh, y'all. Me too. Truly. But I love me some Fantasia. And to see her career yes. from the start to where it is now, truly. she deserves all the flowers. So I'm so excited yes. to see her step into this role as. Miss Ealing. Yes. It's going to be we dope. We love to see. This is going to be amazing. All the stars came out. These are all super talented folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really cannot wait until this, you know, comes to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. It's rare. I think we can get like a great cast like that together. I, mm-hmm. I, I remember yep. seeing um, The Harder They Fall. The West Yes. End. And it was just like that cast. Is that just was To get fire. all those people. Fire. So I'm wow. excited for The Color Purple. Yes, mm-hmm. me too. Like I love their little rollout too. I saw like the video with Oprah it's and so her purple. Cute. I was like, oh, I was crying it's, tears. It's so oh, cute. tears. Crying. We love that. I'm very we happy for them. For her. Mm-hmm. I think even the uh, singer Her is in it. Yeah. Yes. I saw her, that in yes. some of the um, she is. Uh, Instagram stuff. But I was just like, okay, come on. Like, yeah. get what? everybody. <laughs> get okay, everybody. guys. So the article loaded. Thank you, Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> now now damn, I can tell it took you. all that time? Yes. yes. Now I can you tell you good, who's though. who. Right? right. <laughs> it's called improv. I talk about my ass <laughs> all the time, y'all. Come on. <laughs> this is how I live my life. Um, <laughs> when you're a black woman, you got to do it. Facts. Um, okay. So, Taraji Shook Avery, Corey Hawkins is Harpo. Mm-hmm. Her is Squeak. Mm-hmm. Ooh, squeak again. Y'all remind me. Oh, I don't even know. I don't know. I feel like she was like a girlfriend of somebody at the bar or she, something like that. Was she Harpo's little side thing? I think so. Harpo's little side thing. I think okay. So. Okay. And then who else? Yeah. So, I think I got everybody else right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. Do we have a premiere date? Do we? I know. We don't. Okay, yeah. so they said we're going to Beyonce, y'all. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> it's set to release on December 21st of next year. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so we got That'll some time yeah. <laughs> to wait. And we be got the holiday time. dropping. Mm-hmm. So it's like. So that's perfect. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just building the anticipation for the girls. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what they're doing. And I love that. Yeah. I love, you know, building the tension. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially for Hallie, because I'm already ready for the aerial. Now yes. she's already got this. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, girl. Like, like you're stacking some big oh, yeah. stuff. I'm excited. It's called accolades. Ooh, okay. Yes. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. giving accolades. Yeah. She's giving young icon. Yeah. yeah. And we love that. For yes. Her. I also love how they support each other, like Chloe mm-hmm. and Hallie. It's mm-hmm. so cute. Yes. I'm like, y'all better just be getting all the big things together at once. Yes. <laughs> right? Well, when Beyonce blesses you. Well, yes. And she wasn't wrong. Beyonce anointed. has that discernment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, well, you were right. She has they that They got discernment. the game. So yes. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited mm-hmm. to see these gals mm-hmm. blossom. Mm-hmm. Okay, next story. Miss Janet Jackson. 
Ooh, so I don't know if y'all heard, but she had a uh, documentary. I need to see this so bad. I am excited. I haven't seen it yet, y'all, but I am waiting. I'm waiting. Ooh. I'm building. I like to build my own anticipation. <laughs> okay. Um, get the popcorn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, I don't have live TV, but still, <laughs> same, same. I was like, where do I find this? Okay, lifetime download. So I've been in the process. Yes. yes. Yeah. We're figuring out <laughs> for us, you know, new age folks who do not have cable. <laughs> we're figuring out how to. So hard access. now. Okay. So I'm like, hard. Hulu, next day, what are we doing? Yeah. Right. I'm like, should we just go back to cable? I feel. <laughs> That's no, no. <laughs> They're going to, it's cable 2.0. It's like. Oh, right, right. It's streaming so, cable. I think maybe streaming Amazon. Cable. Yeah. Amazon yes. maybe purchase it. We can, oh, yeah. I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. Later. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. But, anyways, mm-hmm. she broke some records. Of course. Of course. She's Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Average 3.1 million total viewers across its premiere airings on Lifetime and A&E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Point to the networks. It's Cable's best nonfiction debut mm. since uh, Michael Jordan's The Last Dance. Wow. Dog. That's a big she deal. Be- That's she greatness. Yeah. She's up there. Yeah. yeah. She's up there. I I stand. Yep. So on social media, the trending topic, Janet Jackson Doc, ranked number one across all broadcast and cable television during its premiere nights. Yep. The program garnered 1.1 million interactions throughout airings over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janet or hashtag Janet Jackson doc was the top social program over the last year for Lifetime and A&E and the most social program for Lifetime and A&E the most social program for Lifetime since the surviving R. Kelly doc Mm. series Uh, hashtag Janet Jackson doc was also the number one trending hashtag on Twitter on both nights wow so don't play with my girls. Basically, what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if y'all were playing with her, but numbers. I'm just letting y'all know not to. Yeah. Don't continue to play. Yeah. Don't with do that. My sis. Yeah. Lifetime out here, like, oh, we got the docs. Which right. docs you want? And, and <laughs> like milk, milk and the black people too. Though, true. Because they know we gonna watch. Right. Like, Ooh. They getting all the big stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what they doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they know. They mm-hmm. think about Lifetime. They know they're lame, and they play it very. And they well stay right too. in their lane. They play it very yes. well. So yeah, <laughs> guys, bad. if you haven't seen it, like we're 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 trying to figure out yeah how to get that. <laughs> Give us some passwords. Right. Okay, some, basically, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen it, let us know, please, how to watch it because <laughs> I am excited and I know the gals yes. loved it. I heard it was great. Yeah. I, you said don't spoil it for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of know what happens. Yeah, it's her life. Yeah, pretty much. Let me experience it. Yep. When yeah. I figure out how to. Yep. Um. But yeah, mm-hmm. Janet Jackson doc. Check it out. It's mm-hmm. called the. It's just called Janet Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all Janet you need. Yeah. That's Janet. all you need to know. <laughs> uh, look up the hashtag Janet Jackson doc Period. and you'll figure it out. Yep. But yeah, those are our new stories for this week. We're going to take a quick little break and be right back to talk to Miss Erica. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Hello. We are back. We are black and it's Still. black excellence because mm-hmm. it's Black History Month. So we have a amazing guest for you. You already have heard. She's been right. with us throughout the whole show. Erica Eastrich. Yeah. Get that motherfucking right. And she did it, y'all. That's right. Respect Don't on play her well. name. Don't play well. Respect on her name. <laughs> so Erica was a former tech consultant turned comedy writer, Ooh. and she spent her 20s putting out fires for various Fortune 500 companies, again, gathering the whites, the crazies. <laughs> 
middle-aged whites we love y'all but Mm -hmm. also relax (laughs) um oddly enough erica's experiences have lent itself to breaking stories and managing the production process Mm. she enjoys writing heartfelt and culturally specific stories paired with hard jokes absurd humor wit that explores universal themes Sprung from Southern roots, okay. Erica was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. Attended a historically black university. Ooh, which one? Which one? Winston Salem State University. Oh, oh come, come on. on, let's go! Come, come on, on. <laughs> love it. And is a legacy member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Period. Okay. <laughs> She was previous. She has previously worked on Speechless as a showrunner's assistant, and we're definitely going to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and is staffed on a Disney. Oh, was staffed on a, a Disney Channel's Just Roll with It, and sold a pilot, which is currently in development at Disney. Let's we can go, make, Mickey Mouse check yeah. hoes. Let's go. Here we are, done. So she's also an active snowboarder because we break boxes here. Uh, right. Soccer player and world traveler. Let's Everyone, go. we have Erica on the show. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. I love these sound effects. <laughs> and you guys can't see it, but they're doing finger guns too. So it's like a whole thing. I love it. It's acapella. It's acapella. You know. You we don't know. need you know, we don't need sound effects. Yes. All right. We are so excited yes. to have you here, Miss Erica. So good. So we have your bio. That was a great bio. Yes. But give us, you know, let's take us back. Mm-hmm. Take us back. When did you first decide you wanted to get into storytelling? Yeah. Oh, like officially, yeah. It's so funny. I actually had a true epiphany moment. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It was like, oh, shit. I was living in D.C. at the time, working as a tech Come consultant. On, mm-hmm. It was like winter, standing on the platform, so it was cold as shit. I was yeah. like metro in a mood. Yikes. Yeah. Ooh, I was in a yeah. mood. Yikes. The train was coming. <laughs> And as a train, you know, it's like rushing in. I see my reflection and I'm like, is this my life for the next four wow. years? I literally oh. thought of that. I was just like, oh, this is going to be my life. But I was like, I don't think this is it. I don't yeah. think this is what I want to kind of keep doing. Um, and also because I was working like in government projects. So that's like, oh, yeah, the absolute opposite of creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, I got to start thinking about what I would I really want to do what I'm passionate about, because right. I was just a year out of college. So it was Ooh. just kind of like that moment of like what I really want to do. Um, so, yeah, I thought about like, you know, things I was passionate about. And I was like, I always loved writing when I was growing up. Like mm-hmm. literally I was one of those people that wrote a screenplay at 16 in a Word document That's for amazing. fun because I was just like, oh, this is so cool. Like I would love to just tell mm-hmm. my own stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was all up in the message boards, you know, back in the day oh, writing fan on. fiction what before come on. Fifty Shades of Grey. Come I was on. doing that yeah. too. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we was there. I probably fiction. saw you. Yeah. We was probably come fans on. of each other. So I was like, oh, this is all so fun. But, you yeah. know, growing up in North Carolina, you don't know a lot of screenwriters or yeah. I didn't know it was like a career mm-hmm. you can make. I didn't go to like film school or anything. So I was like, all right, well, I think I got to move to L.A. to do mm-hmm. it. Right. So I like came to visit for a weekend, visited a friend. I was like, all right, I think I can do this. Decided to move, was able to transfer my job, luckily, thankfully. So I had a job when I came out nice. here. Still working Heat. in tech. Nice. So that was good where I could kind of just, you know, learn the ropes mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. it in parallel. So I was doing the day job thing for like a good seven years until I like really broke in and that's mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. so that's real but it was it was it was a balance it was like a dance but I wouldn't trade for the world 
That's good. Great experience. Period. I mean, we love that. We love yep. epiphany moments. Yeah. Okay. Woo. Sometimes wow. it's just that Oprah calls it the aha moment, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, no, it had to be done, mm-hmm. you know, and that moment really brought you to that place. Yeah. Thankful I had that early on too. So I could just make that shift. And I think right. it's easier to do it in your 20s when you're yeah. single. You can mm-hmm. be a lot more flexible, willing to move home. I mean, mm-hmm. away from home. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Awesome. Right. And were there any skills in like your day job, if you will, that you could have transferred over while you broke in? Or was it just like night and day? (laughs) Like night, night and day, I think starting off what I'm realizing now is like uh, a big thing of screenwriting. It's a business. So Mm -hmm. it's like half the talent, half like how to manage your own career because you are your own boss. Right. We're freelancers. We're self-employed people. You got to know how to follow up with people. You got to know how to like do interviews mm. and um and if you want to get to that show level show runner level it is about managing people it mm-hmm. is about like being able to talk across the board and mm-hmm. um being just having that like kind of business like um mindset so mm-hmm. i was i'm realizing i'm able to leverage those skills a lot more right. in negotiating and um advocating for myself so that's been really fun i'm seeing it more as a, a path but first i had to like learn the writing mm-hmm. so study it because that was something i just didn't know it was more so like oh, i'm just doing i'm typing words yeah, and i yeah, think i think yeah. i'm writing a story but it's <clears throat> all about learning structure and especially right. for comedy it's like yep. jokes and like what's mm-hmm. your style like um which finding your voice took me years to find my voice as well um so it's i'm 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 learning more and more as i go which is a beautiful thing i love learning now more than i was did when i was like in school Mm -hmm. so i'm like actually taking a comedy class now i'm just still trying to like grow and learn um so it's been like a wild ride and i'm just every every day it feels very new so it's very exciting so i'm thankful to have had that like past career and made a a pretty decent transition Mm-hmm. That's okay. dope. We love that. Mm-hmm. So while you were doing it parallel, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are in that same boat. They have mm-hmm. the day job. They're learning. How did you start actually learning the craft? Did you take classes? Did you kind of self-teach yourself through reading mm-hmm. books and all the mm-hmm. other resources like our show or other shows? Yeah. How did you kind of learn while you were still having that day job? Yeah, definitely uh, reading books. I think everyone read Save the Cat at a oh, point, yeah. right? That's <laughs> yeah. like the popular one everyone mm-hmm. says and apply to fellowships mm-hmm. um i learned a lot by just writing really bad stuff and mm-hmm. thankfully having people uh writers groups to read it and then i was just like all right they're telling me what's wrong so once i can get the notes i'm good about like knowing what to fix mm-hmm. so it's just fixing fine-tuning reading a lot of bad stuff reading a lot of good stuff yeah, just mm-hmm. to see how it works like even like reading a script and following along with like what you're seeing on tv yep because it, it makes a difference between what's on page and what you're seeing because right. what you're seeing on the screen is not everything that's detailed in the script. The script yeah, is mm-hmm. really just the blueprint. It's the story. You don't need all this camera work and stuff. That's not your job. Your job right. is just to write compelling characters and tell a good story. Yeah. So learning that through like, um, yeah, writers groups. I took like an improv class I thought was mm-hmm. really helpful for like comedy writers too. It's just yeah. like being comfortable with jokes and yes anding and all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, that was like my like self-taught route and then just trying to meet people as well that could, mm. you know, I could connect with, build relationships because oh, I hate to say it, but it really is all about who you know sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the, it's the sad truth. And like, I'd say that not to discourage people because I think it's important to build like authentic relationships right. yes. because it really is about your peers who are going to like 
be looking out for Big you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and because that's how I got my writer's assistant job. Um, my friend Eric, we were playing soccer together, like, mm-hmm. and we had had only one conversation about me wanting to be a writer, and we mm-hmm. connected off that. But like, and then I think years later, or maybe a year or two later, he was like, "I'm moving up to writer's assistant. Do you want my old job?" And I was like, "Oh my god." Thank you. But it was, you know, we were just playing soccer together because that's something I like value. So like I said about balance, it's very important to have that balance in your life. Yeah. Um, And I was able to like leave my, finally leave my day job and start as an assistant. And that was like, I was so giddy. It's so fun. I was, I mean, you're not getting paid anything, but it was just so nice to Mm -hmm. just be on set and be around real writers. And I was just like, Ooh, I love this. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I have arrived. Yes, I was eating it up. That is so. (laughs) That is so dope. So even in that, like transition, Mm -hmm. another transition, which is like the theme of everybody's life. It seems like. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, first of all, what kind of assistant were you, Mm -hmm. and what were some of the lessons you learned, like being an assistant in the industry? Oh, that's Mm -hmm. a good question. So I was a showrunner's assistant, Mm -hmm. and um, that means you are basically the showrunner is kind of the boss, the EP. Mm -hmm. So I'm his assistant, scheduling meetings that he might have with the network, Mm -hmm. um, listening in on those calls, which is like great to hear like notes Mm -hmm. calls and see Mm -hmm. like you know how he accepts notes and what kind of notes they're giving to the stories and um, the scripts Um, so I was also like I would do like you know set tours where people would come Mm -hmm. on like set just kind of like helping his day-to-day and um, I could be in the writer's room I got to Mm -hmm. be in the editing room as well too and that's a big thing like editing is huge especially in comedy because you can like you can find jokes that you weren't even like writing on page. Mm -hmm. So just being able to see everything. So it was really just like kind of the day to day from like a producer level. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't the writer's assistant. I wasn't in the room 24 seven. Um, but it was nice just to see if you want to be a showrunner, get to see what they actually do and what they're like dealing with on a daily basis from Mm -hmm. casting to editing, um, and ADR and just how they're being pulled in multiple directions and shout out to, you know, my showrunner cause he handled it so well. Scott Silveri, he's a veteran. Um, awesome. but he was just a delight like every day it was just like came in with a great attitude and yeah. you know was able to like lead the charge of like a big like room and a, some heavy like you know actors and actresses and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. in season mini three. driver right was in mini driver yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and cedric yarberry john bowie um so it was like really amazing just to see like kind of the machine was already up and running so mm-hmm. i was just had to slide in there hey period hopefully do my part <laughs> but uh yeah like lessons i learned was just like i me i'm just so eager to please and i'm a people pleaser mm-hmm. so like i would jump on things immediately because mm-hmm. i wanted to like tackle it but you know sometimes it was like so one time i was like I, like someone would call on the phone and I was like, can I see Scott? I was like, okay. And then I would go like someone, you know, such as on the phone for you and be like, okay, what do they want? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you ask. <laughs> but I was just so like, I don't know. I was like, oh, that's a good question. Let me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what they want. They just want you. <laughs> so that was like that's real. me like mm-hmm. checking mm-hmm. on those moments of like, all right, do your, do your job, girl. <laughs> Ask, right. ask the questions yeah. and like get all the information because you really are like 
the person, the middleman in between, like, you know, accessing his time. Right. So it has mm-hmm. to be like, you have to know how to prioritize in those situations right. because every call is not going to be important. So you have to like learn and it's a learn as you go type of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How to like, kind of like filter that because they're really relying on you to like only pull them out of certain things when it's absolutely necessary. Right. Um, right. So, so that was like some, a big thing that I learned just a per, for, from my personality as well. It's just like, all right, I got to just make sure I like cross my T's and dot my eyes. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. sure everything is ready before I interrupt this man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really so good. you're a comedy writer. Mm-hmm. What do you love about writing comedy? Mm-hmm. Have uh, you ever tried to get into one hour drama mm-hmm. or, you know, you just stick strictly to comedy? I actually started as like one hour drama feature. Oh, wow. Like I thought mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, you know, again, this is a, the fake deep thing. I was like, oh, I, I can write <laughs> stories. I love romance. I love like, you know, the deep drama. And I, I just didn't really enjoy as much the writing mm-hmm. process. And I was like, 60 pages. <laughs> yeah, really, like, it was yeah, it was a <laughs> 60 pages. I was like, I don't think I want to write 60. Oh, 30. OK, mm-hmm. I'm going to do comedy. Half that. <laughs> Amen. Half that. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Joke was on me though, because <laughs> then you have to be funny. That's real. Um, which is a skill set too. There are some people who are mm-hmm. fucking fantastic at yeah. it, like can riff and all that. And there's, you know, you're competing against real comedians too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, I think finding your voice and the characters you like to write is like a good way. But I love comedy. I really just love making people laugh. Like it's mm-hmm. just always been a joy of mine. Like when I'm around my friends or whatever, it's just like, it's fun. It just fills you yeah. up and makes you like, like, you know, really, it's a good satisfaction uh, feeling. But then a lot of, like, you know, sitcoms have a lot of heart in it. So you can have those, like, moments. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then undercut it with a, a quick joke or, you know, this and that. So you get a little bit of balance of both. And now that we have, like, dramedy, you can, you know, do that, too. But I love, love I love laughter. And especially in the black community, I think we need it more now yes. than ever. Yes. You know? One yes. thing we're going to do is laugh. And I'm there's laugh. no better sound than a whole bunch of black people laughing, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no better sight. Truly. Because we're running around. We're, we're doing, a, doing lot, a lot. And I love it. Yeah. I'm one of those. Yes. Be doing the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want the joy. I want the yeah. laughter. Like, And I do want to see us in those situations where we yes. can just be like unapologetically ourselves and yes. be like you know you know clumsy and silly and yeah. all because a lot of that is like what we're about as well too yeah um and i think you know obviously media is a good representation so people like who don't know black people i don't want them just to see us like as drug dealers and all this mm-hmm. like yeah. i want us to see us in lights where we are can be like you know open and laugh and having fun and i mm-hmm. think that helps like open the door so there won't be as much prejudice like you know and mm-hmm. like you yeah. know bias and all that stuff so i think mm-hmm. it starts there mm-hmm. just to be able to reach those people so hopefully if i can do my job right I can change some people's perceptions yeah right and i think a lot of people now i know myself like i'm over always sort of like this capitalization on black trauma all the time mm-hmm. it's like not to say that those stories don't need to be told mm-hmm. but it seems mm-hmm. like that's the first thing to get the oscar or the first thing you know what i mean it's always right are suffering yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's sometimes it's like so good to see us be happy and yeah. have joy mm-hmm. and be in awkward situations like you said like mm-hmm. that is amazingly entertaining and fun and relatable so Absolutely. yeah completely yeah. agree with you um i'm gonna add, well it's kind of a switch but not really so 
from your showrunner's assistant job, how did you get your first writing job? Mm-hmm. And and was it just roll with it on Disney or was there something in between? It was just roll okay. with it on Disney. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got that. So uh, we got canceled the season three of Speechless um, mm-hmm. probably like that March. So I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah. what, what's happening now? Mm-hmm. But luckily I was able to like, um, a showrunner I was working with, he was just going to do development. He still had a deal at the company he was at. So mm-hmm. I got to kind of watch part of him do like go into development mode which is very interesting as well Mm. but so at the time I had a manager so she had already been submitting me for stuff like I've already had a bunch of no's at that point anyway Mm -hmm. so this was just one where I had the meeting um and then actually finally got a yes um Mm. so it was just based off of like a sample that I had going and meeting with them I think they actually even had us like pitch some story ideas as well as a part of the like meeting process um and then just finally got my got my yes which was like oh my god sigh of relief so it was really like I think it was just like me just a good flow like I was just in a good position because either either way like um we got canceled but I was happy to at least like see a new part of like you know how like an executive uh, actually like works Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. so I was very grateful for that but then like you know, the timing was right where I could just like move on and that's kind of what you want. Yeah. So I didn't have Mm -hmm. to stay at that level forever um, and was able to kind of quickly transition after that. That's crazy. So let's back up a little bit. Mm. Manager. That's mm. always mm. a discussion. Yeah. Re- okay. Do you need a manager? Do you need an agent? Right. What's the difference between a manager and a, a, a <laughs> yes. rep? Yeah. How did you get your manager? Do you think that it helped you just for people who always ask that question? Yeah. Yeah, def- definitely helps me because she was the one that like submitted. They have those mm. relationships. Like they're mm-hmm. able to kind of get you in the door and it's you too as well. But so I met her maybe like three years prior mm-hmm. to that through another writer. So I like had a strategy. So this writer um, was doing like a pilot workshop class right Mm -hmm. like a lot of writers do Mm -hmm. I had already had like a pilot that I knew I really liked I think I thought was solid and so what she also offered was that she would read you at the end of her workshop it was Mm -hmm. a few people like she would read Mm -hmm. you and then if she liked you she would introduce you to her manager so I was like oh Oh, that's like a great and I was like already I didn't really need the class because I already had my pilot I was Mm -hmm. like but let me take it anyway just for this opportunity because I'm like I know I think she's really gonna like my script like I think it's gonna be like solid so that like worked out well she read the script she was like oh this is good because then it also looks good on her to bring Mm -hmm. someone who's already kind of like fairly decent and not established, but like a decent writer to mm-hmm. her manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started going to these workshops she'd have on the weekends. They were kind of like a, a writer's room, like table reads mm-hmm. where people would like bring in their work. Uh, we'd read it out loud as a group. She would have her actor clients come read it. And then we would give notes like a real writer's room. So okay. I was going to that just like, okay, this is like a good opportunity to meet other people, but as well as like show her that I'm like, very serious I can be receptive to note-taking which is something some people are not Mm -hmm. good at gotta be good at taking notes even if you don't like it you Mm -hmm. just okay write it down yeah you don't have to take them all Mm -hmm. but going through that process so then um maybe like after a year of that just like being committed to it she was like I want to sign you so that's amazing yeah so that was like So I was like, all right, stars align. But so I really didn't like shop around for like a a bunch of managers. Mm -hmm. I didn't do a bunch of like cold calling, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I 
it, I think it's good to like see the variety and stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of just like saw the path and I was like, all right, let me just do this. Mm-hmm. But it's worked out really well. We have a great relationship and she's been able to teach me a lot. So um, I don't have an agent though. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I want one at this point, but we'll see. But I know those are also like very helpful because they have even more like yeah. connections and right, stuff. Right. But a manager is definitely going to be that person to help you build your skills up more in terms of like actually reading your work and giving you notes and feedback yeah. and mm-hmm. kind of like that more supportive like person, yeah. which I think was like exactly what I needed, you know, mm-hmm. at that right. time and someone speaking on your behalf. So that was great. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Okay. I think like in school, they say managers help build your career while the agents basically get you the job right, right? Mm-hmm. so it's like they help to like get that but you know managers and agents have different relationships with their people so yeah. it can like mm-hmm. it can cross over and a managers lot of can get you jobs too but i think it's yeah like the agent is still like that like number one yeah type of thing right yeah, <laughs> industry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> walking in yeah. meaning business yes 100 percent. Mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna stay here just a little bit how did you know your sample was ready because i know with me mm-hmm. and my anxiety i will be <laughs> reading yeah. i'll be reading the same thing five times like oh switch it around again okay switch <laughs> around and then be like oh it's 2024 i was like yeah it's not ready switch it around again so how did you know what it was like okay this is ready i'm confident in it i can show it because it's scary yeah. when you you know if it's not ready mm-hmm. you can be you can shoot yourself in the foot sometimes right yeah yeah, I, I think I was just had probably worked on it for like a few years mm-hmm. and I probably gave it to my writers group and had like them read a couple passes yeah. and it was just to a point where it's like I felt like I couldn't really do anything else with it. It's yeah. more of just like, all right, I just got to get someone to read this. Yeah. Like it wasn't perfect by all means. Like yeah. Nothing I write is ever perfect. But I think people just want to see like you have the the ability to get there you know because especially in a writer's room you're gonna like everyone's gonna write on top of you give you more jokes Mm -hmm. but I think what a showrunner really loves is you can bring in a writer's draft and it's like oh I can work with this versus having to scrap and start from day one they just want you to give you something that they can work with yeah it doesn't have to be perfect because Mm. no matter what they're gonna change it and you have to be okay with that like you're gonna lose some of your favorite jokes in there yeah but as long as you're giving them a good like starting point because I've seen the opposite of where you have to. Well, and no one's really going to say nothing, but it's going to be some whispers ooh, behind closed doors. And mm. like, that wasn't a good script. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, you got to like release it and yeah. Yeah. be ready to release it. Got to have that confidence. Okay. Because if people can tell when writing is good, it may yeah. not be perfect, like you said, but they can tell if it's like something is good. Yeah. 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 So they'll be like, okay, it's not perfect, but she can write. Yeah. And she she knows what's going on. And your so. and your voice is there and a good mm-hmm. point of view too. Yeah. So I think that script was about a female detective. Like, but she was okay. in middle school. It was come very on. Okay, come <laughs> on. Let's go. It was very like Fillmore. I don't know if you guys saw Fillmore. It was on Disney. It was an animated show. Like back mm-hmm. when like Proud Family was like a big thing. But he was had this like seventies detective style. But he was oh, like basically wow. a kid detective in school. And I was like, that's like a really cool angle. So I was, I did like a kind of like a, a different version of that, but like with my own character and own story and that's stuff. Cute. So it was really hey. fun to write. It was fun to write. And that's another thing I was like, this is fun. I want other people mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. be excited about this too. So that's dope. Okay. We love that. Okay. So talk us through getting staffed. What was it like with that first job? How mm-hmm. was that writer's room? I know it's Disney. Did it feel different? Like mm-hmm. if, when you were like doing comedy for maybe like HBO or something that's completely different. Yeah. So what was yeah. that experience like? Yeah. So I would say like compared to like, I think the when I was a show, um, showrunner's assistant um, room, that was like, I was, 
peep in sometime and just see the feel very much the same like because even though Mm. it's disney and it's kids like our showrooms were great because they did not want us to censor ourselves Mm. like we you know obviously what we put down on page and what actually like got shot was like not the things we're saying in the room you would have heard some of the things we were saying in the room (laughs) it would not be a kid show anymore but it was it was great because like you know i think disney has their own like protocols and like people to help like kind of like taper it down a lot Mm -hmm. so you don't want to like stifle the creativity in that right so it was just very like free-flowing that was it was a really big room because they i think they hired like five new people at that same time as well wow and it was really great like i think because this was season two it was already like kind of like established Mm -hmm. but it felt like a family like we'd go to the bar every friday after our show because Mm. it was a multicam show so we'd tape in front of a live audience every friday so we'd get dressed up and then it was really just a countdown to the bar yeah it was so cool it was just like because if you get a chance if you're a comedy writer you can do a multicam i would say like do it because it's nothing like a live audience like Mm -hmm. it feels like a play you have that interaction so you can hear people laughing at the jokes live reactions live reactions Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's also like really cool like the kids are like really into it and they're looking at you like you're so Somebody, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> it was the cutest thing. Like after my episode, like they'll shout you out, like, like this is the writer. Da, da, da. After the episode, people were leaving. I was walking back. This girl's like, can I have your autograph? That is so That is so cute. I have melted, y'all. Oh. <laughs> that is so cute. I scribbled my name so fast, but I was just like, I should have like asked what her name was or what. I was just like, but I was just so shell shell shocked. I was just Aww. like, oh, okay, sure. I was like, <laughs> that oh, is that's so cute. Cutest so thing horrible. ever. She's, yeah. Because you could have inspired her. Now she's like, yeah. I want to be a writer too. Yeah. Like that's that's representation. Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly. Giving representation. Mm-hmm. We love it. But so the room was great. Like literally I'm like, that's the best job ever. Like mm-hmm. every day driving in, I was just so excited. I was just uh, so that's happy. How it should be. Honestly. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, what's going to happen today? Like it's mm-hmm. just like, it's comedy. So it's just like, we're just, telling jokes and making each other laugh Mm -hmm. so it's really fun i mean you know obviously it's work as well and there's some like down periods or whatever Mm -hmm. but like i'll say shout out just to like our writer's room because we were just a very solid bunch and you know I'd give it up to the creators because it starts from the top. Yeah. You know, the showrunners, yeah. the creators are the people who like set the tone and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So it really felt so inclusive and it's a beautiful experience. That okay. is so dope. That, that is, is so amazing. Dope. Thankful oh. for that because I know it, I know it's not the same. Well, year. you hear all different types truly, of stories. Truly. Yeah. Very much a blessing. Yeah. 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 That was that, it was that my, good. Yeah. And got to experience it before Zoom happened too. Yeah. Because it's so Crucial. different now on Zoom. Yeah. yeah. I miss being in a room. Just even being with you guys now it's just different when you get to see people Mm -hmm. and like your energy and it helps the flow of jokes and stuff too right so i can't wait for us to get back into Mm -hmm. a room i know that's probably controversial but i (laughs) I mean yeah i mean i think a lot of people want to get back to interacting no matter where they work you know what i mean because you do get something with human interaction in person and Mm -hmm. like building networks you know what i mean like a lot of times you're networking in the most natural way because you're just doing your job and you're Mm -hmm. connecting with Mm -hmm. people so that's that's 100% real and those are the people that are going to get you your next job yep right 1000% yeah 1000% so you have had the opportunity to work in a single cam which was speechless speechless, as an assistant but yeah and then the multi cam Mm -hmm. is there a 
difference in terms of the way the writing comes, especially when it comes to jokes. Because I'm used, you know, old school yeah. multicam. Like they had to hit. Like hard jokes. each joke mm-hmm. had to hit. Hard jokes. You're really kind of writing towards the jokes, and it's a, mm-hmm. a lot stripped down, a lot simpler. So it's just the characters, the story, the mm-hmm. jokes, and not about like the setting or mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have like some physical comedy, but it is very different. Like the formatting of like how you write it is very different as well mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was great to see both, and mm-hmm. it is a skill set like you know um there's some people that can do both or some people just just prefer like single mm-hmm. to multi right. mm-hmm. but it is like kind of like a skill that like i think you kind of have to like learn and yeah. muscles so i always mm-hmm. try to make sure i have two samples one that's a multi-cam and one that's a single oh, to show i can do both so depending on whatever show i'm up for i can send oh send the multi-cam send the single oh that's good is that yeah. something you would recommend for like all comedy writers yes just, okay yes have both yeah have both. great advice yeah that is really great advice that's great advice make know. a note in my calendar okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, right uh, multi-cam script <laughs> put Easy. in the apple notes okay. ios press release okay <laughs> don't sleep on the multi-cam yeah yeah okay okay that's dope so what has been your favorite project to work on so mm. far Oh man, um, I would say it's this development project that I've been doing. Right. Talk about we it. getting into it. We getting into it. Yes. So yeah, a lot of writers want to know about that process of how do you actually sell a script? How yeah. do I actually make some money off of one of my scripts? So walk us through that. How did that start? Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole process. It's and I and I know every process is different. Mm-hmm. So what happened for me was um, the executive that I initially pitched the idea to. I had met her before I started my staff writing job. Um, so about a year before, again, this was before um, COVID, but one of my good friends, shout out to Caroline, she was her assistant at the time. Mm-hmm. Since I was being staffed on a show, she was like, you should come in and meet, you know, the executive, like, and she was in development specifically, just to, you know, just to meet, just use a face so you can know all the writers. So I did, and that meeting was great. She was so warm and opening and um, even introduced me to her boss and this. and oh, wow. So it was just, it just felt really good That's and really it good. felt like a good home and I was about to go work on the show. So I was like, mm-hmm. I feel really good here. Like mm-hmm. I love this. I love this family. It felt very inclusive. And she was just like, here's my email. If you ever have any ideas, just hit me up, which most people will usually do even in general meetings. Like mm-hmm. they'll just like, you know, cause they're always like open to it. And, right. and yeah. now it's great because you don't have to be a seasoned writer to pitch anything. Like they're open to like all types of voices and people, um, so I knew in the back of my head, I was like, all right, after I want to finish this first season and not be distracted. But after we go on hiatus, I'm going to like reach out to her and pitch some ideas. Mm-hmm. But then the pandemic hit. Ooh. Right. She <laughs> hit real hard. Horrible. Okay. Horrible. Like, panini came forward, boy. Smack the shit out of us. Okay. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. Get back inside. <laughs> did not. Ooh. No one did. Um, so we weren't finished with the season, but we like kind of did the Zoom thing and then we just went on a hard hiatus. Mm. So, you know, we weren't getting paid anymore. So I was like, Ugh. I was like survival mode. OK, what am I going to do next? Like, yeah. and I was like, OK, maybe now I should just reach out with the ideas. So I always keep like in my notes apps, just ideas, you know, and yeah. stuff. And then I try to say, like, this would be good for, like, you know, this network or this network because it, it does matter. Yeah. Um, so I sent her like three log lines just via email. And mm-hmm. she was like, I like this one. And then it just like was a back and forth of just like, you know, well, we can't do superheroes, but what if we make it like this? And Mm -hmm. so we just kind of was like a a nice exchange of like her helping me like massage out the idea. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, well, you know, 
write like a treatment and a treatment's maybe like three or four pages mm-hmm. about like the series, the characters, where you think it can go. Mm-hmm. So right. she's like, give me some pages so then I can read it and then give it to my boss and then we'll see. So I did that. And then she, you know, gave it to her boss. They like talked about it. And then I got a phone call and they're like, okay, we want to buy the script. Hey. Wow! Or buy, buy this idea and have mm-hmm. you write the script, and I was like, "Oh, amazing! Oh my Yo. gosh! Yeah, Yo. yeah!" And I think it really was about timing because, mm-hmm. again, like I said, the pandemic had just hit, so I think people were like, "I don't know what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. but maybe let's like load up on shows." Yeah, this is me just speculating, yeah. but I think the timing helped where it was just like we're right. so uncertain, we're, we're willing. Now's the time to develop since we mm-hmm. can't actually like produce stuff. Right. So it was good timing on that part. So that was. Um, I think that like helped me out a lot. And then I think, you know, just all the craziness with like George Floyd and everything. Yes. And everyone yes. started rectifying with like, you know. Oh, black people exist? Oh. Yeah. We kn- they write too? Okay. There's and racism? <laughs> what? And we've been excluding them and we don't have enough representation yeah. and all that. So I think that was another timing of just like, all right, we have these young black you know, female writer and yep. she already had this like great idea. So it's like really like everyone jumping on board to make, make it as successful as possible. Yeah. And right. again, I, I really love just the collaboration aspect because I think as writers, we think the executive is someone we're working against right. when really like we're all working together. Like we all want right. the show to yeah. be made. So how do we do this together? Cause they know what's going to sell mm-hmm. like yeah. or what their bosses is really looking for. So you have to rely on them. Yeah. But then also you, of course you want to make sure you're show still sh- remains like what it was from the beginning like you don't want right. to like lose sight right. of that yeah. and i've been very blessed like it's still like two years later y'all <laughs> we'll talk about that too it's been wow. two years later mm-hmm. but the show is still very much like the original idea that i, I pitched it as and yeah. still has that heart which i'm really thankful for amazing yeah. but it's just been a really good collaborative process so i think it was just about trusting the people like when you meet people it's like okay i think i would want to share my ideas with them it's like sharing a baby like mm-hmm. i'd yeah. want to i'd want to like mm-hmm. work with you so because sometimes you meet people and you're like oh, i don't really yeah because yeah. you're going to be in the trenches with them like i said two years so you yeah. want it to yeah. be people who are going to be like on your team and all yeah. that mm-hmm. so i think it was like stars aligning for that that's amazing. How did That's how did amazing, you know yeah. like it was safe to share your idea? I know you built a relationship with this person, but I know a lot of people take meetings and yeah. they, it's it's commonplace to share your ideas, but mm-hmm. so I know people who are like when protective. You, yeah, very protective mm-hmm. and don't want, mm-hmm. you know, their ideas taken. So how do you know when it's yeah. safe and, you know, it's an honest person or a mm-hmm. collaborator to work with? I feel like yeah, you kind of you have to share your ideas. You have to yeah. say what you want. You have to put it out there because right. no one's mm-hmm. gonna, if you just let it be in your head, it's going to die there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's ever going to, you know, <laughs> help you bring it to life, Or right? somebody else going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're going to be like, "Hey, Wait I had that idea five I years ago." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's always the risk of like being afraid, you know, someone's going to it but I think that's why I say it's important of like why are you the person to tell this story because mm. then they can't do it without you yeah, you know right. like if you're just yeah. telling it's like a story just because it's like a good idea but you know personal connection it's like because mm-hmm. they really want to just like you yeah. you know mm-hmm. like yeah. they want to mm-hmm. build that relationship too they right. want to be yep. able to like kind of keep you and you know I'm trying to be like Shonda Rhimes like you know mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. got to be mutually beneficial so it's really about you and that's I would say like and also you're a writer like if you only got yeah. one idea then you should go home like you should, <laughs> you should have a lot of ideas this so you shouldn't be afraid you. yeah yeah and it is always going to be like so I'll, i will say like my show is about vampires and 
within the Love last that. few years, it's been so, so cool. many like mm-hmm. vampire yes, shows and yes. stuff. And I've been so nervous. I was like, is anyone going to take my idea? Like, is mm-hmm. it so close? But I think that's just how Hollywood works. Yeah. Like, certain things are just like, oh, we're on this now. We're on right. this. Yep. And it just happens. But you got to like stay steadfast and like, you know, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is a risk, but you got to be willing to like share it. And, you know, honestly, it's, if that does happen, you know, at least you know you're on the right path. At least yeah. you know you're mm-hmm. thinking of ideas that are worth, like, getting made and stuff. And yeah, maybe right. it's just like, I should figure out how to get on that show then. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I would, don't, yeah, try not to, like, hold back. But mm-hmm. I... I would say, and I go based off of, to answer your other question, like, mm-hmm. how do you know, like, who to share? I just go based off of, like, vibes and, like, mm-hmm. when I'm, like, having a that first, like, general meeting, like, do they make me feel welcome? Does yeah. it Does it feel, like, mutually accepted? Like, do I feel like it's somebody, like, that I would, who really passionate about the things I'm passionate about, really mm-hmm. want to uplift my type of stories and mm-hmm. my voice? Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like a, a guessing game of when you're, like, meeting these people. So I always, right. I keep a list. I always like take notes after my meetings and just kind of knowing. Mm. So it's like a, just a strategy thing of mm-hmm. like, all right, like I really like them. So like, let me come back and like think of some ideas or like when I have this idea, I'll like reach out to them mm-hmm. and it can be at any stage too. It could just be a log line, just a few pages. It doesn't have to be like the full script because I think they really want to be a part of the process too. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. want to be able to like, you know, put their stamp put their, on it yep, right, yep. as well. So it doesn't have to be like a full flesh out idea sometimes it's better if it's not because mm. then you're more open to changing and op- being a lot more collaborative because everybody yeah. wants to feel like they're doing their job right. yep mm-hmm. yep you know so mm-hmm. that's one thousand percent so what would you say is the biggest lesson that you learn while going through development mm. oh, being patient Ooh. Mm-hmm. y'all it's such a long <laughs> game oh my god oh, man. patience mm-hmm. patience patience i think that's been like the most excruciating thing because it'll be like all right wrote the script Send in waiting for notes and you're just like, Ooh, do they like it? Was mm-hmm. that hurting? This, this, this. And it's just like so many rounds. And so, you know, you just don't know how long it's going to take. You know, it mm-hmm. could be like, you could write script flawless. Boom. They're like, let's shoot. Yeah. Or like it could be in my case, like it's just taken like two years, mm-hmm. but we've had like showrunners come on board and that's like helped that's elevate amazing. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's been, like, a good process as well, especially me learning to, like, collaborate with other people. And also because I'm I'm so new, um, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't going to have the opportunity to show run myself, but I'd be yeah. able to learn from them, which is a really great opportunity as well. And then hopefully season two, season three, I'll be show Oh, no, again. hopefully. Hey. It's going to happen. Period. We manifest around here. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, it's going to happen. Yes. Yeah, so the patience process because you just never know and I, I was I think Issa Rae did like an interview and she was talking about um Insecure and she was saying mm-hmm. kind of the similar thing of like you know from the web series to actually like getting it done oh, at yeah. HBO mm-hmm. and she was like I didn't realize how much of a process it was yeah. and how long it took and I think she said maybe about the same like two years yeah. whatever to get it so I was like okay that made me feel like a little bit better because so, mm-hmm. I was like oh well like is this thing really gonna like happen like it's been so yeah. long right. you just never know and like we talked about before everyone's journey is different yeah mm-hmm. so I'm just grateful that I'm getting paid to do it yes and I can continue to do it even now like I think we're about to meet next week to start again. More rewrites, but I'm really excited. So that is so dope. Amazing. Truly. So, I mean, you already mentioned it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Future goals. I mean, clearly you're going to be show running. I'm going to be show running. Yes. What else? Um, Yeah. I mean, I want to like, 
or want to sell another show. I want to, uh, I mean, I don't know if I should say this. I mean, of course, like manifest speaking into this. And for, for me, I see like, I want to get that overall deal. I think that would yeah. be that next step. Oh, yeah. say that. Yeah. 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 Cause I really love, I really love Disney. I really love like the people there. I think it's like a great home. And then, you know, they got access to Hulu mm-hmm. and, and Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ABC. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that's yeah. a great creative yeah. hub. So I'm like, okay, if I can get this show, maybe I can get an overall deal yeah. and then be able to create other shows and yeah. have friends come and like work with some of my friends and create yeah. stuff or like get their right. ideas. So really I just want to be this funnel to get shit in, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and use this opportunity to open more doors. Um, so then I can maybe just be a producer hey. and take a step back and go right. on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay. That's what it's all about. Working yeah. so that I can vacation. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. this is the last question that we always love to do. Yes, ma'am. What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? It's all said and done. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. You know what? I've been thinking about this. Like, I just want to make people feel good. Mm. Like, I think it's, it's about, like, you know, being able to do for others and just, like, the feeling. Like, I want, I just always want every interaction to be, like, when I walk away, people are like, oh, I, you know, I liked her. That felt, that felt good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just able to be, like, you know, a helping hand or mm-hmm. just, like, yeah, even, like, giving people hugs and interacting. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want people, like, make them feel good and yeah. kind of like uplift them um so if i can do that then i'm happy there That's we amazing. go what a beautiful that is beautiful legacy <laughs> and it's not so it's just a simple mm-hmm. beautiful legacy and, and do yeah. and do rich shit with my friends oh like, yeah Easter, oh, yeah. Easter like, yeah you know i don't do yacht shit i don't do all that shit like <laughs> oh yeah that's gonna but that's gonna make everybody feel good exactly <laughs> i'm like that's a given yes <laughs> we gonna pop bottles yeah, so. we gonna do that we gonna yeah. you know Spray the champagne off the side of the As yacht. We should. Yeah. <laughs> we gonna celebrate every win. Yes. Mm. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So dope. Beautiful. <laughs> it's coming through. Thank. Yeah. Moving to our last segment. Our niggas, you should know. And, and it's the only one. Only one. The only one you should know is Erica. Period. Oh. <laughs> Don't play with you, there. You should know. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play. Okay. No me. Okay. <laughs> we are so excited to so see. Excited what she has coming through the pipeline yeah. make sure you are you know keeping your ears anything that you know she has will be plugging oh absolutely on the show and absolutely. we'll be letting y'all know about so don't worry about that we're gonna give you all the details yeah but anyways amazing interview yes. thank you so much thank for you coming so much. through you guys are really good at this oh i will say God. like just just watching you guys bounce back and forth with the question it was just oh. all like this feels like a hundred feels like a num- hundred episodes because you guys got a good rhythm here. Thank and like I said, you. I was telling them I love the setup that we're in. I was just like, okay. This <laughs> I was Thank telling you. my mom this morning, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast with my friend. And she was like, what? What is that? But she's like, no, you're, it's going to be nice. It's like professional. They, always, they send me emails. They got all this shit together. <laughs> like, I was like, okay. You guys impressed me. Oh. Not that you needed to, but I'm <laughs> no. I'm I'm highly in, I'm impressed and I love like the, you guys' flow. Like Thank this you. is really great, and I love what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank we you. Appre- that you know that means that a hit. lot. We, <laughs> I was like that don't hit. Cry we've on this been camera. you know Come we've been this. doing this for a couple years now, yeah. and uh, it's always been fun. Yeah, but just knowing that you know yeah we're we're where we at right now is is good to know. It's yeah. just it shows thank it's you good to know so thank you yes <laughs> we love this we love black love and we love black you know encouragement come and on. empowerment. We making us feel good you better, you better hold up do that legacy come on 
<laughs> this is what we do here, y'all. Yes. Okay. So yes. that's episode 100. Honey. Closing out with a bang. Period. We're going to have hundreds more in the next couple Amen. years. So make sure you stay tuned. Yes. This is sound to y'all. Don't play with us. As I always say. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. And that's on period. Network. <laughs>